What's going on, Brocane? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington. I'm here at General Fitness Company Studio recording episode number 134. That's right, episode number 134 of the TR Expert Talks. And today I want to talk about how you should move. Let's think about this as a supplement to last week's episode with my guy Dave Riemann. We talked a little bit about how you should move, why it's important to move, and what your body does when you don't and do move. I did have a slight discrepancy with what he was talking about. And uh, today I want to talk about that little bit of a disagreement that I had with uh, uh, something that he that he uh, said last week. So um, nothing too crazy, but it, I think it is worth mentioning. So today we're going to be talking about how you should move. But before we get this show on the road, you know, it would really mean a lot to me if you would share this podcast. You know, you could do it the old school way. You could tell somebody, you know, just tap them on the shoulder and be like, yo, check out that General Fitness Company cast, a.k.a. TRX for Talks. Or you could do it the new school way. You can take a screenshot, send it off to a friend, put it in your social media. And, you know, if you don't get around to sharing it, you can help me out another way. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes. If you leave that rating or review, that helps us get found by that crazy, wacky algorithm that I used still have yet to figure out, but I know that if you put a lot of reviews and ratings on there, more people will find you. So help a brother out by um, sharing this podcast or leaving a rating or review. Anyways, let's go and get this show on the road. Episode number 134, the TR Rexpert Talks. The best way to move. Lego! Alright, so here we are in episode number 134. Today we're going to be talking about the proper way to move. Yes, there can be a proper way to move. And this is going to be more like a sequel to an episode that I had last week with my friend Dave Riemann. Now Dave Riemann, I uh, wanted first to just put this out there. I wanted first before uh, we have any kind of blowback from this here episode. I want to say that Dave is probably one of the smartest people and most knowledgeable people in terms of how the body moves and how to set up a uh, structure uh, for movement. I mean, this guy taught me how to do some some interesting things with a football in a matter of half an hour, an hour. It didn't take me take me long at all. So I have full confidence in what Dave is do, doing and preaching to his clients. However, I do have one caveat. There's one discrepancy that I do have with what, Dave, what we talked about uh, on our last, last week's episode. So when I had asked Dave about how we should move, if there's a proper workout routine, uh, Dave kind of, he responded with, essentially, we should just move. And that is Totally true. Your body is going to adapt to the stimulus that you expose it to. Essentially, whatever environment that you put your body in, your body is going to eventually adapt. If you tell your body that you're going to li- that you want to lift weights, then your body is going to get stronger uh, by increasing your muscle mass, increasing your bone density, so you can uh, have these heavier weights. It is also going to increase your tendon and ligament strength. It's obviously going to take a little bit longer because tendons and ligaments don't get as much oxygen and blood, but your body will adapt eventually to lifting weights. Same thing with cardio. If you want to like, tell your body to uh, run marathons or if you want to get on the erg or if you want to swim, your body is going to adapt to that as well. Your body is going to, if you're running, you're going to increase your bone density so you can absorb the impact. Uh, if, you're sw- if you're swimming or doing something else, your uh, cardiovascular system overall is just going to get stronger. Your heart's going to get stronger. Your blood vessels are going to be, uh, are going to clear up, the, or, well not clear up 100%, but they're going to clear and the blood's going to pump a little bit faster so you can get the oxygen through your muscles and through everything else uh, in your body that needs oxygen when you are uh, executing cardiovascular exercise. 
And the same thing also goes with inactivity. If you're going to be uh, one of those people that sits around for a long period of time without being active, like a.k.a. someone that is at their computer desk for eight hours a day and doesn't get up to do anything except for to maybe grab water, coffee, lunch, and a bathroom break every, 50, every, uh, every three or four hours or so, then your body's going to adapt to that as well. Your body is going to shorten up your hip flexors. Your lower back is going to get a little bit more tense. You're gonna, your spine is going to get a little less spongy. Also, we, your body can support itself for long periods of time without, inacti- without activity or inactivity. Uh, so whatever you do, whatever uh, environment you expose your body to, whatever stimulus you expose your body to, your body will adapt. The body is an amazing, amazing machine in that aspect. However, I, like I said, I do want to introduce one caveat. I want to introduce uh, just one simple um, devil's advocate, disagreement, however you want to call it, to what we talked about last week. It's very important for you to know that moving is great, but proper movement is even better. You see, there's a vast range of movements that the body can execute, but there's a very small range that, for most people, that the body can execute successfully. Obviously, there's people that can do a triple backflip, yes? Yes. However, I would not suggest that you jump off the couch and do a triple backflip because your body might your body is not quite adapted to that. That's almost like a combination of my two last two my interviews of last uh, for my last two interviews from last week. Uh, Dave, we talked about uh, moving, and uh, my guy Joe Cannon, he talked about uh, the dangers of moving <laughs> in a uh, in a way that your body is not uh, um, not prepared for. So. If you think about it that way, yes, you should move. Moving is important because you don't want to be someone that is adapted to sitting. However, you don't want to move in such a way that your body is not prepared for and A, you either get uh, uh, rhabdomyolysis and your muscles get all jacked up and you run the risk of death because your kidneys can't uh, shut down functioning because you have... We won't talk about the whole... uh, we won't talk about the biology to, to uh, rhabdomyolysis. You can tune into the episode for that one. But you want to stay away from something that your body can't do because you run the risk of injury. Now, a comparison to this would be how in everyday life, you obviously there's a lot of ways to solve problems, right? There's a lot of ways to solve problems. Some of them are good ways. Some of them not so good ways. You know, you can um, if you're looking to um, if you have mice in your house, like right now is a time in Philadelphia where there's a lot of mice that start coming into people's houses. Now you can blow your house up. That would definitely get rid of all the mice. However, you won't have a mouse. You won't. You however you won't have a house. Excuse me. You won't. You won't have a mouse either. But you won't have a house, and that's probably something that you are looking to keep. Considering that most people, you know, like to have a roof over their head, and when it's cold, they like to have a place that they can go in, go inside to, and and stay warm. So, <laughs> right. So uh, there are. A lot of solutions and a lot of ways you can tackle a problem, but not every one of them are correct. For the most part, for most of us, for most of us, not all of us, but for most of us, we have a limited range of motions that we can execute properly and expect to have, uh, expect to see results or expect to see um, improvement along the along the way. So I'd like to compare that to um, something that I talked about in my um, my daily email. By the way, you can subscribe to that online, generalfitnesscompany.com. But uh, I talked about that today uh, in reference to 
this thing called the big five of personality traits. Now, these big five, they actually relate to the successfulness or the probability of successfulness for um, pretty much every person that has a personality. <laughs> so there, there's five different traits, and I can't remember them all. Off the top of my head, I can think of agree- agreeableness, uh, neuroticism, uh, conscientiousness, and I can't think of anything more off the top of my head right now. But out of those three, I do remember the most important one that every scientist, every psychologist will pretty much agree is the most important factor to your success is conscientiousness. Now, the question is, what exactly is conscientiousness? Well, I have the answer for that. Conscientiousness is the attentiveness to detail and the ability to execute on obligations that other people put forth toward you. Okay? So I pretty much just made that up on the fly off of a definition that I looked up earlier on. So let's say that is not, exa- not exactly verb- verbatim, so to speak, but it is essentially what conscientiousness is. It's uh, Somebody that's conscientious is someone that you would hope that is on your team on, in, in, in your job. Someone that is going to do their work, make sure uh, that their work is done properly because, you know, you have someone that will do the work, but they won't do the work properly. And they also make sure that your work it might be done properly as well. That, that is a super conscientious, conscientious person, and that might be bordering on uh, neuroticism. We could talk about that on another episode, maybe Fulfillment Friday. But the most important thing, a uh, most important characteristic of someone that is conscientious is the fact that they are attentive to detail and that they are constantly... Um, concerned with their performance. All right, so, um, and again, that kind of borders on neuroticism, and so I want to just say, I probably should just say that someone that's conscientious is very attentive to detail, okay, and they're very orderly. So, if if we bring this back to what we're talking about in the gym, if you're not conscientious about what you're doing in the gym, then what exactly are you doing? You know, you don't have a, you might not have a, you might, you might be disorderly and doing, you know, if you're not conscientious, the opposite of that would be disorderly and kind of just winging it and doing whatever you want to do when you're in the gym. And that can lead to uh, a lot of things. If uh, at the very minimum, it could lead to you having an imbalance in your muscles. You know, if you want to do what you, if you do what you want to do every time in the gym, you're very likely going to do the same exercises over and over again, and you're probably not going to get the results you want. At worst, you're going to get injured because you're going to be doing something that your body is not adapt to do or not able to do because you're not aware of what's going on. You're not being diligent or vigilant vigilant about what you're doing. You're just kind of haphazardly doing whatever when you're going into the gym. And as I said, like movement is great, and I'm pretty sure it's not exactly what Dave was had in mind, this arg- argument that I'm talking about here, but it is something to consider that when you are going in the gym, you have to be vigilant and conscientious about what you're doing. Otherwise, you won't get the results that you want. And the same rules apply in everyday life. As I said, psychologists, scientists, they all agree that there's a big five in the personality traits. And the top of those big five, the, the number one indicator of success for any individual is conscientiousness. So I just want you to consider that today. Whatever you're doing, whether it's in the gym or whether you're out in the world doing your thing, 
Conscientiousness is the absolute number one factor for your success, a.k.a. paying attention to what the hell you are doing. Don't just do stuff to do stuff because that's just going to lead you to being injured in the gym or it's going to lead you to... uh, it's going to lead you to the poorhouse out in real life, or it's going to lead you to having no friends if you're uh, ta- if you're trying to just uh, relate to people, or it's going to lead you to uh, being depressed because you're going to just do whatever feels like it's going to be uh, is is going to be the the uh, the formula for today. You know, like say for instance, if you feel whatever if you do whatever you feel is good. Uh, you're more susceptible to do stuff that is more, um, so to speak, uh, that's more um, short-term in terms of your uh, pleasure-seeking. So you're going to be a short-term pleasure-seeker instead of someone that's going to be doing something that's going to benefit you not only in the, in the time that you're doing it, but also in the long-term. So yes, be conscientious with what you're doing. Be aware of what's going on around you and what your body is uh, doing and your mind is doing to adapt to your situation And most importantly, keep good company around you because those people can help you be conscientious. If you have people around you that are just also haphazard, they're most likely going to not support you. (laughs) Believe it or not, they're not going to support you in uh, your diligence or your conscientiousness. And uh, and, in fact, they're going to do the opposite because most people, as they say, misery loves company. If you have people that are not conscientious around you, then they're most likely going to drag you down because they feel terrible about their own sense of instability in their own lives. So anyways, let's go ahead and pick this up. Uh, We're going to finish this off in the um, conclusion. I have one or two more, probably one more final thought for you. And uh, we'll uh, wrap up this Monday evening. All right. Talk to you in a second. All right, so going to finish this off with a final thought or two. So as I was saying towards the end of the episode, you know, it's really important to be conscientious about what you're doing, but it's also important to have people around you that are conscientious. See, the thing is that like when you have friends around you that aren't conscientious, they're going to be a they're going to be a liability because they're always going to come to you with problems and never with and they'll never come to you with solutions because people are conscious the people that are not conscientious are just kind of doing whatever and if they find a problem they just look at the problem and they look for someone that can help them out so if you want to have somebody so if you want to have good friends around you the key is to have people that will also help you solve problems as well as addressed problems or they'll bring up problems uh and the reason why that is is because, as I said, when you have people that are, conscien- that are not conscientious, uh, those people, they're disorderly in their lives. And when you have people around you that are disorderly, they, have the, they, tend, to have the, they tend to place the blame for the disorder in their lives on outside forces. So when you have people that place the di- blame of their disorderly or their chaotic lives on outside forces then they have more of a susceptibility to pull other people around them. It's kind of like that old saying, misery loves company. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. If you have people around you that are not exactly doing the best thing for their life, the only other option, instead of blaming themselves for having a disorderly or chaotic life, is to blame people outside or or environment or forces outside of themselves for why their life 
is not so good. And the best way for someone that is uh, uh, disorderly or chaotic in their life to blame someone else is to just take someone else out down with them and let them see that, hey, life isn't so good. You know, if you have someone that's positive, you're going to have someone around them or somewhere around there lurking somewhere. It's like the, it's like the comment section on YouTube. You put out a good video and you're, gonna, you're bound to have at least one person that's going to say, that sucked. <laughs> so, as I said, if you want to have success in your life and you want to have success in your exercise routine, you want to have good people around you, whether it be a good friend that's going to work out with you, or if in everyday life you have a good friend that's going to just help you out and, and encourage you and actually listen to your problems and not just bring problems to you. Or in the gym, if you want to have a good person around you, you can have, a, a, again, a good friend that might know exercise uh, that's not chaotic and just does whatever. Or you, you could definitely uh, get a personal trainer such as myself <laughs> to help you out because obviously I'm a professional and I will keep it as conscientious and as orderly and fun as you wish. So anyways, uh, I really encourage you to think about conscientiousness, how you're moving in the world, how you're moving in the gym, and how that's going to affect your results later on in life. So anyways, that does it for my Monday. I really appreciate you listening. It's been a great one today. I'm feeling pretty good. I was super productive here in the gym today. Be on the lookout for it if you uh, are an avid listener. And if you're avid, if you're an avid listener, I hope you're subscribed. And if you're not subscribed, uh, please do. And if you are subscribed, um, share this with a friend. Or leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Because I know I see you and I know that you've been listening. And I know you haven't left a rating or review. And I know you like it because you listened to more than one episode already. <laughs> Anyways, like I said, that does it for my Monday evening. I really appreciate you listening whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. I really do hope you're having a good one. And as always, keep good company.